I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Thank you, Erin, for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. We're so excited. Ellie, of course, as I said, is Bachelor Challenged, but I, like you, am <laughs> a card-carrying member from the beginning. Love it. Same. <laughs> season season one, watched it on my shorty couch in Florida, actually, University of Florida. Go Gators. Oh, wow. I'm a Gator, too. Okay. All right. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah, it's just been an obsession from the very beginning. And uh, I think it's turned into like a love-hate at this point, but. (laughs) I did wander away for a few years, but then I came back at Caitlin Bristow's season. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I always tell anybody that's new, like I I would tell Ellie and I told um, Carrie, who I used to podcast with, that the 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 roadmap of who's who starts now at Caitlin season. Yeah, I I think I agree with that. Yeah, the people that are kind of in the spotlight more. What brought you into uh, reporting on The Bachelor and podcast The Bachelor After Dark and all of that? Yeah, so um, I it's so funny because I. Um, didn't realize I had a connection to Ben Higgins through a family member. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And we were just at dinner one night and he just casually mentioned it. And I was like, I'm sorry, you know, Ben Higgins. What? (laughs) (laughs) So I had him whip out his phone, text him right then and say, could you please be on my sister-in-law's podcast because she loves you. And I had this amazing story that I wanted to share with him for years. I've had it. And I'd always been a huge fan of his and just, I'll give you the quick like rundown. So basically I was, um, let's see, this was during his season. I was like eight months pregnant with my son and I had a toddler who was, I guess like two at the time, not even two actually. And my husband was in Africa for 30 days. You guys, it was like the worst possible timing. Wow. (laughs) And I was watching his season. Like it was helping me survive. Okay. I would watch it like three, four times, you know, each episode, like just over and over because I saw my husband and Ben, just the kindness even kind of looks like him a little bit, you know? And so I held on to that. And when I, when I finally had him on the podcast, which honestly, he came on like two weeks later after my brother-in-law reached out to him. He's such a gem. Shout out to him. He's amazing. Right. Um, I got to tell him that story and he was like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I was there to like, get you through that hard time, you know, because it was a very dark time in my life. I mean, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say I'd feel abandoned, but I kind of did, you know, and, and I knew he was like on this trip of a lifetime. I mean, it was incredible trip, but he was gone so long and I was in such a like vulnerable position, you know, being pregnant and having a toddler. So I just said, thank you so much for that. That just was everything to me. And just to be able to tell him that personally, I mean, he, it was awesome. That was such an amazing moment. So that's what kind of kicked everything off. Because once I had him on the podcast, I was able to tell other Bachelor people, hey, Ben Higgins has been yes. on. And I mean, if you have Ben, yeah, you have a, yeah. it just opens that gate. Now, how long have you done the podcast? So I'm no longer doing it, but I did it for um, 
the podcast at the time was my original podcast, and then I split off and did my own podcast. So I've been doing my own podcast for two years, almost three years, actually, which is crazy. And so, yeah, I just, and then I, I branched off into Bash After Dark once I kind of got to know more Bachelor people, and I'm very sex positive, so I thought it'd be really fun to have kind of like a sex positive um, podcast just talking about like, you know, their first time and like how was sex discussed in their family and, you know, that kind of thing. And I had big people like, you know, Mike Johnson was our first oh, wow. guest. I mean, oh yeah, we had Dustin Kendrick. I mean, we had Rudy from, um, listen to your heart, oh, wow. Natasha. Yeah. It was just, it was incredible. It was so much fun, but I gotta tell you, it was difficult because people would record with us and then they would feel almost embarrassed of what they said and being so open and honest mm -hmm. and they wouldn't want us to release oh, the episode no. you guys oh. and it broke my heart and I thought you know what I don't know if I can keep doing yeah. this because right you put it your heart and yeah, soul into I would be so recording yeah. yeah it was hard I'm sure it was hard so we kind of did our last episode with Natasha I'm actually going to release part two very soon um there's a very personal story about me and my husband in it. So I've been a little like Hesitant, yeah. scared to kind of, <laughs> but I mean, I've got to set the example, right? It's like, no, I'm going to own this. This happened and I'm going to share it with the world and you know, it'll be what it'll well, be. That is kind of like the premise. Our podcast, honestly, unfiltered, we say it all. Mm -hmm. And I have right. said some things that are way personal and, <laughs> and I've gotten into trouble with family members and, things like that. I mean, we don't use their real names or anybody's, but I've, if someone had, my son put it best the other day, he said, if you piss my mom off, it's going to be on the podcast. <laughs> well, it. and it's, it's therapeutic, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. I mean, a big reason that I joined when the opportunity came up was that, you know, I have a lot to say and you know, uh, that's my feeling. Listen, anybody can get a podcast. You don't like what I'm that's saying, right. go ahead and get you one and say what you got to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we had so much positive feedback and nobody was doing this. You know, it was something mm -hmm. that like was new and cutting edge and I loved it. I mean, I loved having those honest and raw, real conversations and, you know, yeah. it is shocking to hear some of the things that they were sharing, but I don't know. I just, I think that was just too hard for me to just put everything into it and then not get anything back sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah and you're, you're a nice enough person, obviously, where you <laughs> wouldn't release the episode, even though I'm sure like we, oh, you no. could, could, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I, I would never, I, wouldn't I mean, either. it's I just not burn worth it. No. Yeah. Exactly. No. It's not feelings. worth it. Yeah, no, it's not. Right. Well, let me ask you, because maybe I'm being naive, but it just seems like you got pretty lucky then early on with getting the guests that you got. Yes, definitely. Well, I think I think, you know, when Mike Johnson came on, he is such a beloved, right? He's so beloved. He in, in I can't believe they never let him be Bachelor. I know. Well, I mean, I think that he's just moved on to bigger and better, to be honest. Um, and I think that it would be really difficult for the producers to be able to manipulate him, to be honest, honestly, honestly, right. honestly, uh, but you know, seriously. So I, cause I know him well, and I just know that he would not stand for half the shit that you see <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, no, peace out, you know? So I'm kind of glad, you know, as much as I would love to see him in that role, like I'm kind of glad to be honest yeah, <laughs> that he never has. Um, but I think that he set that bar pretty high. And once people listened, in fact, this is fun. 
So Natasha, do you remember the uh, video that Natasha and Mike did together? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Mula to La Luna? Yes. Okay. So Natasha didn't know Mike at all. Really? She listened. No, she listened to our Batch After Dark episode with Mike to get to know him. Oh, wow. And kind of, yes, and kind of like understand like what turns him on, his passions, like that kind of thing. Yeah. She said it was so helpful to just know like where he's coming from what like how he ticked right yeah. so I was just like I even get goosebumps when I think about it because how cool is that awesome. you know like yeah. that was the first thing she did is she listened to that episode that is amazing that you were their connection yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking go, going back speaking about Ben Higgins I I read his book a couple of years ago when it first came Loved out it. and mm-hmm. it re it 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 really it was in a time in my life where I was unhappy at my job and I was really just really down and it really spoke to me and I made my son read it because I felt like my son being an only child he a lot of the things Ben said in the book he my son could definitely relate to and my it, it really pulled my son out of a dark place wow and I I reached out to Ben I sent him an email and I I told him, I, I said, I, you know, I don't know if this will ever get to you, but, but thank you. And I told him everything and he wrote me back and he said, that is amazing. Every person that I touch, it's, yeah. it makes me happy to know that. Aww. And he's just the kindest person. I, I thought about reaching out to him at some point to see if he would do a podcast interview, but I know they're so busy now. It's hard, you know? Right. Yeah. Two years yeah. past his book. So. Right. He's got the podcast, you know, he's doing that and he's, he's got his brand new marriage yeah to Jess and everything but he is such a gem of a human he I'm is not a surprised at all yeah oh 100 I've I've met him in person now maybe three or four times and he always recognizes me mm. he always just is like Aaron I mean he is just like the kindest soul like if you if he you really know is. him in your life you're blessed yeah. seriously so I love that he did that but I'm not surprised yeah <laughs> kind soul <laughs> that's awesome but you know to be I keep saying to be honest but I I don't know why I'm saying that um there have been so many people in Bachelor Nation that I've met that have just blown me away I mean including you know the villains or the yeah. people that you don't think are going to be you know not they're all so incredibly kind and nice there's only been like a handful of people that I would not want to like see again really? you know yeah, yeah. I mean, just incredible human beings. Seriously, I love it. Now, have you met, met my personal favorite and my hall pass, Nick Vile? Yes, I have. <laughs> Your hall pass. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Okay, so I met Nick at Ashley and Jared's wedding shower. Okay. And that's actually where I met Ben Higgins, too. Oh, okay. And I was so excited to finally meet him in person because I had already like, you know, podcasted with him, but I'd never like seen him in the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't know Nick Vial was there and I'd always had a big crush on him too. And that is one sexy man, he you guys. Really like, is. He really is. He looks just like Ryan Reynolds. God. I'll have to look yes. him up because I, I don't he's know. <laughs> gorgeous. And he's so tall. Like he has such presence. He does. But I- let me tell you. He was wearing painted on jeans. They oh, could not be tighter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have a photo of him. Like we have a selfie together. I'll have to send it to you. But it's like a prized moment. In fact, I always post it on what I call Vial Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending Ellie a picture of him right now. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and he just was, I think he like complimented me, you know, when he met me, like he was just a very kind, sweet, I don't know. I think he gets a bad rap sometimes. He seems to me like he would be a gentleman. Yeah, he was very nice. I think that he kind of crosses a line sometimes, you know, when he's like giving his opinions. Plus I'm very close to Blake. Yeah. So in that situation, I'm team Blake all the way, all the way. I saw something on, I have no idea what their feud is about. And I feel like a really bad member of the Bachelor Nation. What happened there? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't get into like okay, details or anything, but, but Bachelor in Paradise, it was about the whole, like releasing the text messages oh, about Galen. Coachman, or is that what it's called? Coachman? Yeah. Um, oh, stagecoach. Stage I'm thinking yeah. Coachella, Coachman, stagecoach. <laughs> stagecoach, yes. Yes, yeah, stagecoach. And I actually interviewed Blake right after he got back from stagecoach, but had no idea any of that had happened because he couldn't talk about it, right? Yeah. So it was really interesting because he was very cryptic about certain things. And then obviously watching Paradise, he, he gave me a heads up. He's like, it is a wild ride. Like, just be prepared. I'm going to be skewered. And I just, I, I cried with him. I cried with oh. him. I was like, this is awful. He's, awful. And he seemed, see, Blake Hortzman, Ellie, he was on a season of The Bachelorette and he was the second runner up. He seemed, he's a very sweetheart guy, cried, took it so hard when he wasn't chosen. He went to these concerts, Stagecoach and Coachella. And I don't know if he did or if it was a rumor, but he hooked up with a couple girls two in one night. Then he went to Bachelor in Paradise where all the kind of cast-offs go and mm -hmm. these girls were all there. And it turned into so it just messy. a messy <laughs> mess and then they were releasing text messages as it was airing and it was just this yeah. whole oh. thing. Now, yeah. was this recently? A couple of years oh, ago. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A couple of years ago. Yeah. I think like three, about three now, but Blake was the first one that I met in Bachelor Nation in person. Really? So there was, yeah, there was this event um, at the, it was a Napa wine train event. And you guys, it was a star studded. It was like Wells was there. Wells is amazing. Amazing. He's, he's um, Ellie, he, you might know who he's married to. He's married to um, Modern Family. The girl in Modern Family. You watch that, right? Oh, yeah. Is that the one that just recently got married? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So I think they had just started dating when I met him in Napa, but Blake was there. Um, oh my gosh. Vanessa was there. Nick's, um, X. Mm -hmm. yep. Annalise was there. Uh, let's see. Stephanie Pratt from the Hills. Um, Oh, I know there. her. I'm, I am a Hills fan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll and enjoy. Beach. I got you there. <laughs> you'll enjoy this. So Stephanie Pratt was on her, I think second date with Derek. Do you remember Derek? Yeah. Okay, so they were on a date together. And I'm a dating coach, so I was watching them like a hawk. I was like, okay, okay, do they have chemistry? What's happening? Are they awkward together? Are they comfortable? You know? And um, Stephanie is stunning. She has the most beautiful blue eyes I've ever seen. She is. Whether really, they're real really or not, gorgeous, but they are. Yeah. Oh my God. She's so just like she does she looks like an Instagram filter, like in person. Wow. It's insane. Mm. She's beautiful. And Vanessa too, just stunning. Ashley and Jared were there also. Okay. I mean, we're talking, I love them. you know. Jana Kramer was there too. I love her. Um, we met her. Isn't she sweet? Um, she, we met Tanya her. Tanya Rad too. She, not to interrupt you. We went, I took my son. He's a One Tree Hill fan. And oh, same. We binged it. Oh, and I took him to A Weekend in Tree Hill in November. And oh, we met her. And I will tell you that 
she was the nicest woman mm-hmm. or star. She hugged me. She hugged my son. I told her that I admired her for telling her story with Mike. Yeah. And yeah. I could relate to that. And she hugged me and just was just just the sweetest person in the world where mm-hmm. others were a little standoffish and I was a little disappointed. So Yeah, but no, we are huge One Tree Hill fans. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I love it too. It's funny, when I met her, she was still with Mike. Really? Okay. And you could just tell there was very much like yeah. he was very uh, protective of her, mm-hmm. you know, because she – she wanted to talk to people, but he really wasn't letting her do that. So I could see like kind of a more controlling uh, relationship. And again, like being a dating coach, like I was yeah. a relationship coach, like I was watching it and I could just tell like she was wanting to interact more and, and he was just not having it. So I was not shocked at all. I always when they split. felt like, you know, just knowing relationships and knowing things and the way he always had to tell on to everything she did the book the podcast Mm -hmm. she couldn't do anything without him there and I never understood if it was because she was afraid of him being left alone and Mm -hmm. if he doesn't get enough attention that that dynamic that type of you know the addiction sexual addiction he would veer off or if he was the controlling one yeah yeah it was definitely evidence that there is you know it's some issues going on she seems it to be is, doing yeah. well though yeah it's great I'm happy for her and that she I actually saw her perform she's an incredible singer really um, she was like seven months pregnant on stage wow. and you would never have known I mean she was such a great performer and it was one of those like small venues here in the in the bay and it was just incredible I just I never forgot that she's she's amazing she is amazing so the party I'm sorry we, I, I interrupted you the party you were <laughs> no worries the party you were at <laughs> All these star-studded people. What was it for? The the wine train event. Yeah, yeah. So they were doing. Uh, it was like a podcast thing, which was so perfect. Um, I think it was through iHeartRadio, and everybody who had a podcast at the time on iHeartRadio was there. Okay. So it was the perfect place huh. for me to be yeah. being a podcaster, right? And we just had a lot in common, and I just made all of these. Um, connections, you know, that's when like Blake and I started texting each other and that's when he came on the pod. And I'm telling you like that, well, Ben Higgins definitely opened the door, but after that, like going to these in-person events before the pandemic was key to just getting my podcast where I wanted it to be in front of people. And then people started recognizing me and I was like, oh my God, this is wild. This is so cool. Now you're a relationship coach and you're also a sleep coach and you're a casting director also. (laughs) So you wear a lot of hats. I do. I do. I'm constantly like changing those hats, but right now I'm really focused on sleep coaching and being a casting director. Um, The show is going to be filming its pilot at the end of September. Can I tell you guys a little bit about it? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So it's called tail date. So if any of you are listening, are big football fans, it's very much like sports. We are. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Oh, you guys will love this. Okay. So it's, do you guys listen to Game of Roses podcast? I do sometimes. Okay. So you know how they equate like the, the show with, as it being a game, right? Yes. So this is almost like as if the show is being played as a game. Okay. So we're going to have like a draft of the players you know, that are going to participate. Draft. <laughs> yeah, All yeah, <right>. exactly. <laughs> yep. 
and we're going to have challenges and we're going to have, you know, a tailgating party as like a cocktail party, but like a tailgating party, like everything is going to be football fun. themed, really fun. And it's a, yeah, it's very exciting. And I'm casting these amazing men that everyone's going to fall in love with. You know, they're incredible. They're all looking for their life partner, which is awesome because yeah. the, the lead is a little bit older than what we've seen. Okay. She will be okay. 41 when the filming starts, which I love. Yeah, I do Doesn't too. look it. But, you know, she's so well-rounded. She's self-made. She is very independent. She's beautiful. She's smart. She's all the things. She's like a dime. You know, she's a 10 out of 10. Um, so we're, I'm excited to have her be kind of hopefully start the trend of like an older lead and older cast. Mm -hmm. All of our cast is pretty much like 33 to like oh, nice. 45. Okay. Yeah. It's, it yeah, makes it more interesting. So I love that. Yeah. So it's yeah. something really new. That's good. Really new. I know I, I get goosebumps when I think about it. Cause I really feel like we're turning the tide, you know, cause I'm sick of seeing like these 20. 20-year-olds leads yes the drama. babies everybody's should, sick of it everybody's no sick of it, it it's it's married. in every area and ageism that's what yep. you're hearing more and more and more right. and people are sick of it it's like the things that the, the people that are consuming almost everything in this this country are older people they're yep. not these young young people you know right. so i right. love it i think that's great yeah, so we hope to, you know, make a killer pilot and sell it to a network and then, you know, hopefully we'll make a full season if they like the concept. Um, we've got some great connections, so I'm, I feel very hopeful. And like I said, the cast is incredible and the lead is incredible. So I love the concept. I mean, no one's doing this. No. You know, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, we want to get the Chargers involved, the oh, um, nice. the L.A. Chargers. She's a huge Chargers fan. I mean, we're talking <laughs> oh, cool. since a little girl. Like, wow. she is like a huge, huge, like, number one fan. She has fantasy football leagues. Like, <laughs> she is... <laughs> So Sounds involved like in football. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> you would love Listen, I feel like you have a really good chance with E. We, we've been talking about the fact that since the Kardashians left, they really need to up their games. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, we would be, you know, pitching it to whoever will listen, basically. But um, yeah, I'll have to connect you guys with her because you would you yes, would love her would and she'd be love. incredible. Yeah, that'd be also, wonderful. She's a podcaster, too. She's a podcaster, too. Oh, fun. Yeah. Now, I know you can't tell us who she is, but is she someone that people will recognize? No, She's a no, fresh face. which I, okay, that's I also love. Yes. I love that too, right? So it's it's someone who we're just kind of introducing to this world. And what's nice is that we're not trying to, you know, make her a reality TV star. We're, we want to find her husband. Right. And, and I love mm -hmm. it because I have a very close relationship with her. So I'm handpicking her husband. Nice. And it's just, and I yeah. feel like I already found him, guys. Really? I really feel like I already found really? him. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have already like had a conversation. We've already like zoomed like this. You know, he blew me away. Uh, there's another casting director too that we're working together. Um, this person I can tell you who it is. So, did you guys watch Labor of Love on Fox? I did not. Mm -mm. So, do you remember that show? So, it was a show where it combined like Baby Daddy and Bachelorette. It yes. was like an older lead. Yeah, I think I okay. remember yeah. it. But so, yeah. Christy Katzman. Okay. She is our she's our host. Oh wow. She's our host. So she will be, and, and she kind of is spearheading this whole, like, let's get an older lead on a show, you know? So she's, she's, uh, designing her own show as well, Right. but we're going to do this one first and with her as, as our host. So I will be the, um, I'm the casting director, but I'm also the uh, dating coach on the show. Oh, nice. So, oh, so I'll be coaching awesome. the men and the lead. Um, and you know, just whenever they need me, I'll be there. Unlike on the bachelor when they're kind of just 
on their Flailing. own. Winging it. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> winging it. Right. <laughs> That's- yeah, because we want this, this, you know, good, we want this connection to last and it be an actual marriage, family, all the things. Yeah, that's, wow. that's awesome. Because yeah. I, I do, as much as I love The Bachelor, I do feel like a lot of the, you have to weed out half of them that are going to be, in, want to come on to be influencers and exactly. are just there for career purposes. I will say yeah. that you said that about you being their relationship coach. I love that because I feel and I don't want to get into why he left and all of that, because, but I feel since Chris Harrison left, the show lacks that father figure where mm-hmm. guiding them. And I don't, and I love Jesse Palmer. I loved him on The Bachelor. I'm a Giants fan. So I loved him when, when he was with the Giants. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, like he needs to take some lessons in coaching them along. Right. To, right. And I know he'll find his footing. It's hard at first. Do you think the show, though, is encouraging him to do that, to be in that role? Because I don't Maybe think not. that they are. Maybe they're not. I don't think they are. And that's why. I think they want them to flail and to, more drama. you know, break down. Yeah, and, drama. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know much about The Bachelor, but I have heard <laughs> a lot of talk since Chris Harrison left. Um, so I'm familiar with him and that whole thing. But, um, yeah, I think that. It, it, a lot of people that are loyal fans are saying that they feel like they wanted to go in a completely different direction mm-hmm. versus what his role was. So that's interesting to hear you guys. Cause I have no clue, but you know, that could be it, you know? Well, and I have to say too, with Caitlin and Tasha, I, I, a lot of people are saying, Oh, they're trying to steal the spotlight. No, I didn't see it that way at all. I love them. I, they were perfect. Right. They guided Katie, you know, I felt like she was probably the most supportive bachelorette we've ever had. Yeah. And why is that a bad thing? And I think that the show doesn't want that kind of support for their lead. And we just want to, we want to change that. We want to change that and make sure that there's, you know, more time with the cast to make sure there's a solid connection. You know, she's allowed to see them off and on and off camera. We want to make sure that there's enough time there, you know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. A very, very different type of show. But let me just say, if you have someone in mind or if you want to come on, uh-oh, we lost her. She's going to come right back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then um, go to tale, T-A-L-E, like fairy tale. Okay. Taildate.com. Okay. Taildate.com. And you can apply. And um, then there's a short little questionnaire and it'll be sent directly to me. And then I can set up a little Zoom and, and we'll see if you're a good fit. I might know some people we can send your way. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm so glad. They have to be ready to, Commit. you know, yes, to, to get married. I mean, not immediately, but, you know, yeah. have that like looking for their life partner. That's how I like right. to say it. Open to having a family. And then, of course, opening open to dating someone if they're younger, you know, than 40, 41, open to that. Okay. And a football fan is a definitely a football fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So I know that you, um, that you said you're watching the hammer. Was it the hammer story? Is that what it's called? Yes. The army, the hammer, the hammer files. The hammer something. I know. I can't remember what it's called Uh, now. You know, I just finished it last night. I finished. You did finish. I finished it too. And I know. The hammer files. The hammer file. Maybe she'll remember what it's called. Ellie, what's what is the army <laughs> yeah. hammer thing called? Oh gosh, I just I just keep calling it the army hammer thing. The hammer I, house of hammer. House of hammer. House of hammer. That's what we're missing. <laughs> so are we talking about that? We're going to. Well, yeah. yeah. 
I just binged it last night. Me too. So I to, oh, so all of us have watched the whole thing. Did you, Jenny? Oh, okay, my gosh. Good. good. Whoa. Wow. Listen, I. It takes a lot to really like shock me. I think a lot of us <laughs> now, because I mean, there's just too much out there. We've seen too much, all of us. But. I was like mouth open, especially me that too. first episode for me. It was oh, just yeah. like, I, cause I yes. thought I knew, you know, pretty much what had happened, but I even encouraged my daughters to watch it because I just felt like this is, this could be, you know, maybe it doesn't go as far as, you know, he goes, but it was definitely something important for women to watch and see, you know, see mm-hmm. those signs and red flags and yeah wild yeah oh yeah definitely were you guys watching when all that like house of effie stuff came out i was i was but not as closely as i thought i was that's (laughs) i'm like whoa people were sending me stuff left and right really i i I saw a lot of it yeah i followed dumois in in the pandemic when she started her Instagram. So I was glued to it and all of her, everything she constantly put up in her stories. And I'm big on Twitter. Ellie isn't. Um, So I'm late to that party too. (laughs) Same. I'm not a big tweeter. (laughs) Jenny's pulling me along. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Come on. You'll get there. (laughs) It's fine. You're not missing much. Right, right. He usually makes it on its way to in a form of a screenshot on Instagram. I know. Exactly. If it's if it's worth anything, you'll see it on Instagram. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. again, I did not know much of this. I wasn't familiar with the family, if I'm being honest. Like, I knew Same. he was from a very wealthy, you know, famous family, but I didn't know much about them. You're going to laugh, but I thought he was, I thought his family was Arm and Hammer. That's what, no, no, listen, <laughs> hand to God, that's what I thought. Yes. <laughs> Right. Hand to right. God, when I first, this was way back though, when I first like heard his name, that's what I was thinking. Oh yeah, Armin Hammer. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, to see how much power his great grandfather yeah. had and then just kind of passed it down, you know, but unbelievable. Yeah. Political influence. Mm-hmm. I felt so terrible for, um, the aunt or the sister, whichever way you want to put it. Um, oh, Casey. Casey, mm-hmm. yes. I was going to say Christy. Yes. Casey. She seems like such a nice lady. And that mm-hmm. the girl on TikTok, the influencer that broke it all down, is amazing. That found this book from forever ago that Casey wrote. Yeah. But Casey, she said something that struck me when that. And I actually recorded it to to post that she, after the will reading, when she saw that she was just left out and alone and how, you know, she just, it, it was a horrible feeling to know you don't have a family and you're all alone in the world. Mm -hmm. And that Mm -hmm. just broke my heart. She's just, cause she seems like the nicest person and the things that they witnessed growing up with her father and her and and the murder and the the buying off of the murder, all of that. Just, just, wow. Well, she finally, her finally admitting that, yes, she discovered that she had been sexually abused, but you have to Mm -hmm. wonder about Army Hammer, you know, people, I agree with that statement. People don't 
yes, I realize you can be born with, you know, born with the, you know, genetic, whatever that could be leading to something later. But the reality is that no, not this kind of stuff. Nine times out of 10, you know, with sexual, sexual depravity or, you know, um, violence, something happened to them in that realm. Mm -hmm. And all of these men, especially, but it could have been a woman. I mean, who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. abusers abuse and the abused abuse. So Absolutely. it's, there's no excuse, yeah. but it definitely makes you think. I find oh, it, yeah. I found it really interesting because, you know, I, of course I did a deep dive afterwards that, and I knew this, I'd heard it. Robert Downey Jr. paid for his rehab in Florida here and has been putting him up in his guest house. Really? Yeah, so I know Robert Downey Jr. is very a very big advocate for sobriety and helps as many people as he can. So I'm wondering if there isn't more to mm. his background as to why he's that way. I'd like to think so, because I don't think Robert Downey Jr. would be harboring someone as terrible as this all seems, if that makes sense. Well, but yeah. it's still wow. not... It still hasn't been settled legally. No, it hasn't. He is being, you know, prosecuted for what really sounds like with that evidence. Well, investigated, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, investigated. That's what I meant to say. But, um, you know, that hasn't all washed out yet. And if what was in that documentary is the truth, which I'm taking it as the truth at this point until somebody can show me something else, that was assault that was Mm -hmm. rape that was not you know and i i appreciated them really getting into bdsm Mm -hmm. um because people have big misconceptions i am not into Mm -hmm. bdsm that i know of (laughs) but (laughs) no no one's propositioned me so (laughs) don't knock it till you try it no i'm kidding i don't honest to god i'm open to whatever kink anybody's into but i liked i was educated through that i haven't really gone down the rabbit hole i thought okay whips chains whatever like you type people i mean i but i like 50 shades of gray yes yes so that's as deep as i want yeah i like that they clarified and they had an expert in bdsm saying no 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 that is not not the way this works and i'm like and because i think some of those women that were he you preyed on I wonder if they knew, you know what I mean? Like, I wonder if they understood because mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in your brain, maybe you're going, well, I'm just, you know, uptight. And this is a lot of people do this thinking it's, it is BDSM. Okay. So can we talk about how Paige Lorenz, Tyler Cameron's ex was in this documentary and that she dated army and had that same type of relationship with him that yes. like blew my mind it did too Paige loren the bachelor of it all i know <laughs> was she on texas right uh no no she was the one that came after the girl from texas okay she was the, the dark yeah, hair girl. the dark hair uh, no, she was blonde. Oh, I, think. Whoa, whoa. I know what you're talking blonde. about. It's the right, younger yeah. one that looks okay. like yes, Yukovic yes, or okay. whatever. Yeah, okay. He definitely had a type. I mean, those girls were gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, okay, Tyler yes. Cameron just recently, right? They've just broke up. Mm-hmm. That's the same yeah. girl. And I, w- and I knew I'd heard that. She was People on the bachelor. Said, oh, that's on his- no, no, no. Tyler Cameron Tyler was, was on the, on the bachelorette. Okay. But I remember people telling me in my DMs, like, you know, that's Tyler Cameron's ex who dated Army Hamper. And I was like, oh, 
oh my God. But after seeing the documentary, it's just like everything kind of, you know, came together. But can you imagine being Tyler and dating this woman who had gone through that? Like how traumatic and mm. I had that thought over and over again, actually, of what it must be like for their relationships now. Mm-hmm. so so horrible so difficult so difficult there was an article released yesterday last night from people.com that said Paige Lorenz felt like time Tyler Cameron was using her for clout right right but I, I think he that. has his own yeah he has his own following I don't think he needs to use anybody for clout he dated Gigi right. Hadid yeah oh exactly. well, yeah no yeah he's good Who's dating someone right now that I was like, whoa, who was it? Uh, maybe I'll think of it, but he, she's currently dating someone that I, uh, I would, I would not put the two of them together, but yeah. So Tyler's kind of, you know, he's, he's really, uh, ra- you know, risen in the ranks here after, after the Bachelorette. He yeah. has, he really has. He was on Hannah Brown season and I don't, you wouldn't know who she is, Ellie, but he, <laughs> Hannah Brown season was wild at the end the guy she became engaged to she found out while the well they found out while the show was airing and then it aired they tagged on to it he basically went on the show with a girlfriend and went on the show to advance his music career he claimed that he fell in love with her and blah 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 but the girlfriend basically came out because he ghosted her he told the girlfriend oh i'm just i'll be back in a couple episodes and then never she never heard from him again but what made it interesting was, and Han- I love Hannah Brown. I really do. I read her book. I just absolutely adore her. Same. At the at the final rose, because she ended up single, she said to Tyler, who was the second runner up, "Do you think maybe we can go out on a date and catch up?" Be- and he said yes. Well, they met one time, and then she read that he was dating Gigi Hadid. So there's been this yeah. back and forth between them, and I think it's on terrible terms now because it is, yeah, it blew up in Florida. So that's part of my aversion, I think, to the Bachelor. And if just so you know, I meant to say this earlier. When I, upon reflection, <laughs> I do think in the very like I'm talking maybe season one, two. Okay. I did watch. I remember checking okay. it out. I remember that much. <laughs> and then I remembered like, another one that was similar and it was the Outback Joe or something like that or something with this guy that they thought, oh, Joe Millionaire. Okay. Do you remember oh, that okay. one? Yes. It, it, I course. think that came out like kind of around that around time. That. So I, yes. I did watch those. But <laughs> anyway. okay. Okay. And I am going to give it another try, but You're, I'm going to make you watch Bachelor in Paradise. I'm going to try it for her and and You'll, see. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a different that. person now, you know. I mean, who knows? Uh, <laughs> you know what you should watch though. If you if you did watch the original Joe Millionaire, the new Joe Millionaire mm-hmm. was really good. Really, and it had two bat. Yeah, it had two bachelors, and it's just like a more like realistic version. I feel okay. like right. It just seemed more realistic. Um, of a of a like dating show. I'm than, definitely like, in a show hole, like, so not as I'm production. Open. Okay. I'm open, well, there you wide go. open. Perfect. Well, you're going to watch what I was gonna say then, now, of course, when it comes but, out. Yeah, whatever. At least, <laughs> at least I confess to watching something. But, um, oh, that's what it was. You know, my, I love that. Part of my yeah. aversion is how do you know, especially now that they have so much, um, there's, this series is so popular. It's like you yeah. never know who's there being genuine, you know. But is that even the point at this point? Are they just, it's just kind of like a game and you know, whatever. I think, 
I think that at this point, people know going on the show that they could have a huge Instagram following. Mm -hmm. Although I will say that even this season, it's been shown that they're not going to get the kind of growth that you saw back in Hannah Brown, Peter Weber. You know, these these people came out with millions of followers. I mean, it was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Wow. So Hannah Brown, I think, is still the highest um, yeah. bachelor, right? I mean, she has the highest count uh, follower count. So I think that now it's it's dwindling a little bit, but still they know they're going to get a, a crazy following from it and they can get become an influencer, make a lot of money, quit their day job, yeah. you know, yeah. those kind of things. So it is hard. It is hard. And I'm even seeing as a casting director people asking me, oh, how much are we going to get paid? You know, and I'm just like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. This is not the point of right. this show. You know, mm-hmm. I want you to meet the lead and fall in love is what we want, right? So it is very difficult, especially now having that hat and seeing that from that perspective, 100% very, very difficult. And people can lie to you. They oh, can definitely yeah. lie yeah. to you. I mean, there's nothing wrong, I guess, know. with, I guess my advice to them would be to be honest and say, look, I, I'm interested in what this could add to my life, regardless of finding mm-hmm. love. But if I found love, that'd be great, too. You know, but, you know, <laughs> right, but I guess right. it's kind and of unsaid, do. you know, too. People know that. I feel like now they probably do because they just know. Or, it, yeah, it's unsaid. Like, people know yeah. that if you're on the show, you could you could have these other things, other perks, right? Yeah. Or whatever. So, yeah. And now that there's Paradise, it could be the lead, you know, going forward. Like, we just don't know. So, well, a lot of opportunities. I'm going to check it out. Just kind of unknown. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Hannah Brown season, Peter Weber was on that season too. Yes. And so now we're discussing whether he is back with his ex. That was like fifth runner up. Mm-hmm. Kelly. And they were back and forth there for a while. I mean, they were together for quite a bit. Supposed to move to yeah. New York together. And then he broke up with her right before they were supposed to move in together, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yep. would be interesting because that was such a brutal breakup and th- he said she said back and forth and yeah I- i'm intrigued by of... that yeah i i don't know i see you know i liked pete pilot pete during hannah season mm-hmm. i lost a little respect for him during his um but at the same time you know, no one gives them a roadmap for it. It's he's mm-hmm. a single guy. He could date whoever he wants. I really, my hope was in the middle of that season. I really wanted him to go back with Anna and just call it. But I, knew I think everybody, yeah, did. Yeah, I think everybody kind of felt. He even said he even said he thought Hannah would come back at the end, and that is what kind of made him be so wishy-washy with a lot of the women because he still was like, okay, are they going to bring Hannah back in the end? Like, do I really want to completely fall for any of these girls? You know? Yeah. So after hearing that, I really felt for him because I'm like, gosh, how would you feel if you thought maybe like the one that got away, right, is literally coming back at any moment. So I really felt for him. But honestly, I've met him in person. He's, I consider him a friend. He is he's lovely. He really is. He's lovely. He is so fun to be around. I mean, I've taken shots with him. Oh, I've he gone to like, like he would be. Oh, he is like so much fun. Like he's just the life of the party, seriously. But I'll tell you what the problem is. He's a people pleaser. And he being in the lead of a bachelor, you cannot be a people pleaser. No. Well, they want you to be. They want you to oh, be. Oh, yes, they he do. was a perfect lead. Right. But that's why Matt Mike Johnson would never. There's no way. He is not a people pleaser. He is too much like this is who I am, take it or leave it. 
Peter was very easily He did whatever swayed. they wanted. Yeah, because he wanted to please everyone. He wanted to please the audience. He wanted to please the girls. He wanted to please the producers. You can't please everyone. And unfortunately, that was his demise. But it's not that he was... It, it wasn't that he was indecisive. He's a people pleaser, period. And I will I will die on that hill. He's, you know who I love? His mother. His mother is hysterical. And the, just no bones about it. Ellie, she, he was going to, he initially picked a girl that she, she, his mother did not like. And let me tell you, she was very vocal about it. <laughs> <laughs> and very vocal about it on live TV. For a lot of reasons. Yes. Okay. And, Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not. I'm not so sure she wasn't wrong. You know, um, come with some things I've seen later on. You know, down the road. But you oh know, yeah, mama's yeah. go. No, I think she. <laughs> yeah, I think she was dead on. It. And I'm. I'm not gonna. I could say a lot about that because I also. Yeah. Am I yeah. Close to her, but yeah. I or was I should say. Um, but I will say that she loves her son. That's the bad I have a, uh, yeah. That's 100%. Evident. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that superseded everything, yeah. you know, everything. Um, but that, that is, that's a difficult relationship. It really is. It's very, very difficult. And I think that the reason he's a people pleaser is a, has a lot to do with her. Mm. Well, it doesn't it always, but that's, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, Women, you know, it's daddy have, issues. Yeah. Men, it's mama issues. <laughs> I have a son and I would, you know, I, 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 I'm like a mama bear over him too. I can't say that. Same. I'm the same with my son. Yeah, I can understand. There's a situation going on right now. I want to. I want to march into somewhere, and I'm. I want to fix it. But he's 18 now. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think I think there's you know there should be boundaries mm-hmm. when when children get older, and yeah. I think that there's no boundaries, and I think that's you know that's definitely. An oh, issue. we've talked and, a lot uh, about this on a couple of yeah. our podcasts because we both have children. I have, well, and this will lead us into what I'm really excited to talk to you about is the sleep, (laughs) being a sleep coach. Oh, yes. Because my oldest daughter, um, who's almost 25, she just had a baby five months ago. So I'm a grandma now. Everybody I say that to, they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, listen, I started young, okay? But, um, yeah, so I, I can't wait to pick your brain about that. But yeah, we talk a lot about yeah. how to parent adult children. No one tells you, mm-hmm. you know, they talk mm-hmm. about parenting children, you know, young children, but they're yeah. not done. Even when they leave your home, they're not done. And, you know, it's a struggle, the boundaries and the, you know, yeah, just like trying to be a safe place for them to land and not be judgmental, right. but let them make, you exactly. know, ugh. No, I don't like it. <laughs> well, and and I'm I'm nervous because I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Um, we don't. Really don't Same. Have any, any on the right oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're trying to do everything they didn't do. Yeah. Do it right. completely exactly. opposite. Yes. Yes. So I think that affects my parenting, and Me you too. know, it's definitely mm-hmm. right. It's a chain that you need to break, and it's difficult. And thank God for my therapist. Thank God mm-hmm. for Me you too. know somebody who's kind of showing me the way, but I'm still learning. Um, but yeah, I'd love to talk about sleep coaching. That's probably my ultimate passion. You know, I feel like I'm literally on this earth to do that. Um, I've been a sleep coach for over 15 years and I've helped hundreds of families. This was not a thing when Mike, I don't remember hearing about this when I was having children, if I'm being honest, that's what everybody tells me. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. Um, I, I mean, I have, 
you know, I feel like postpartum depression is such a real thing after you have a baby. And I know that it has a lot to do with the lack of sleep that you have. You know, your brain mm-hmm. literally just shuts down. Yeah. And so I want to get to that core issue and, you know, save you from yourself really at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just, um, I mean, just in a nutshell, I basically just kind of hold your hand virtually through the whole process. And I'm developing a program that will carry you from three to four months, which is where I, when I really recommend starting three to four, you can even start before you have the baby if you want, just to kind of set good boundaries and that sort of thing. And just kind of know, you know, the guidelines, um, but three to four months and your baby will be sleeping through the night, you know, by six or even less if you're, if the baby is healthy enough, wow. you know, and that's, yeah. And that's a gift. That's such a gift, you know, to a mom that just wants to mm-hmm. sleep for more than two hours mm-hmm. of, you yeah. know, broken, broken sleep. Right. So, but I go all, all ages, okay. literally. I mean, I've helped teenagers. I've helped seven, you know, to 10, like I've, I've helped. Wait a minute. Maybe adults. I need you. <laughs> yeah. Adults. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. So after the pandemic, people were just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, not going to bed until two, three, four AM because they didn't have to get up at six and go to work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, there was nothing that was really stopping them from doing that. And we all just were like wanting to forget about reality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was a, it was honestly an epidemic that I was seeing that people were just not sleeping anymore or they're sleeping during the day. And then it's just screwing up their entire, you know, nighttime sleep. So I started coaching adults and I never really stopped because people are still, you know, having issues with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely like, what, what do you think your main issue is with sleep? Well, me personally, it's very closely related to perimenopause. So for seven or eight years, I was a stay at home mom. I I'm a, I'm a CNA and I worked as a CNA for about four years. And then when my kids were little and then I decided my husband and I decided that I was going to stay home when his business took off and, um, so it got worse and worse. But then once I went back to work about four and a half years ago, it got way better. So I was like, okay. yes, obviously I'm being more active. I started losing some weight, you know, all of it. But so it's it's really a lot better. But it around that time of the month, especially. Okay. Like PMS right before I can really start to have some issues. Um, and it's okay. pain too. I have like autoimmune inflammation so that it, it's all centered around that time of the month though at this point mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. most part I sleep pretty good well okay. I think I sleep pretty good <laughs> compared to <laughs> the hell that I was in before but <laughs> right right yeah but my daughter that had the baby I'm more concerned about her because I never had sleep issues at her age ever mm-hmm. and especially mm-hmm. once I had babies are you kidding me the second that kid was asleep I could fall asleep I could sleep so right. she was struggling with sleep prior to the baby and she's struggling oh still gosh. pretty bad. Okay. okay. And the baby's and struggling. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So we're going to talk offline and I'm going to have, so the great thing about this is that I offer free phone consults. Awesome. So anybody at any time can just text me and say, Hey, let's jump on a call for 10, 15 minutes. That's usually all I need to kind of just understand the problem you know the issues what are going on i literally know what i'm getting her for christmas (laughs) but but now (laughs) right now i'm like i'm like don't wait till this no no no. we're doing it now i'm just letting her know it's for christmas (laughs) 
I love that. I love that. But yeah, it, it's, it's sometimes it can be just like a few little tweaks too, you know? So it just depends. Like sometimes they don't need my full program. They just need like a few little tips and tricks. So mm-hmm. I like to be able to do that. And, you know, it makes me feel so good that I'm making a difference and giving back because I just, I I love being able to give people the the gift of sleep. I think there's nothing better. Yeah. I, so it, it, you're right. It, it, you're literally physically and mentally ill when you're not Mm. sleeping. You are. And she, bless her heart is someone that was already prone to have some anxiety and depression. And she's such a wonderful mom and she breastfed and she's, she's transitioning her now though to formula. Um, but you know, when she'll say to me, I'll say, well, how was your night last night? I literally went to a PRN schedule when at the end of her pregnancy because of this reason. I had no support oh when my kids were tiny like that. And my husband had to work. Mm-hmm. So it was like it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be able to say, hey, you can go take a nap. I've got this, you know. But she'll say to me, I'll say, well, how was your night? And she'll say, the baby slept great, but I couldn't go to sleep or I couldn't stay asleep. Oh, and gosh. I'm like, Jesus, oh. like that to me was like, and I yeah. just, I wasn't familiar with it. I thought, you know, so anyway, yes, I would just, okay. oh my God, that'd be <laughs> life changing. Yeah, no, we'll connect for sure. And for you, I'm curious, have you tried CBD? I have. For the pain? Okay, mm-hmm. and you're not having any relief with that? I didn't see or much. Just, I mean, it worked great for okay. me. It really did. Yeah, I tried a couple different a kinds at the time. This okay. this was a few years ago, so maybe I should try it again. Um, okay. One helped me sleep. Yes. It did. Oh, it helped me sleep good. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. Yeah. But you know, the kind of pain that I experience the the worst pain anyway is nerve. So it's I don't oh, know okay. if the CBD works maybe better with like muscular pain or with you know I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So there's a cream I actually um, work for this company because I just I love their products so much, and there's a cream that literally the second I put it on my like cramping. Mm-hmm or what feels like cramping, it turns the nerve receptors off. Okay. It's insane. So, you know, my husband has really bad neck uh, pain from like bulging discs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And same thing. Like you just put a little bit of that cream. It just turns it off. Listen, I will bathe in it if it helps. Okay. Like I try everything (laughs) I can get my hands on. Yes. (laughs) It's incredible. It's incredible. Now you guys are in Florida. I'm wondering how we could get it to you, but I will figure that out. I'll figure that out. But honestly, it is incredible. It's called the holiday cream. And let me tell you, it's a holiday after you put it on because you're like, let's go dancing. You know, let's get busy. There money is no object. No, I'm just kidding you. It is. I understand. No, it's pain. It's pain. You just want, you'll yeah, throw relief. anything at it, right? I understand. Well, like relief you said, is we're in Florida. The humidity here is mm-hmm. a killer for those I kinds know. of issues. It's like, oh my God, oh, I pray for awful. these months to go away because I, I it does ease up when it's not so humid. It's After. not as bad. Right, right. Oh God, I do not miss Florida humidity. Sorry, oh, ladies. Horrible. I don't. I'd no. be like a chia pet. You'd be like, um, Aaron, we can't get your whole head in the screen. Hold it's it like, down. It's, yeah. Hold it down. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really? Oh my gosh. That's amazing.
Wow. I bet. That's so what it what did you what are the patterns you saw like over and over again? Did you see any patterns? We saw I'm so like Yeah, curious. well we saw a lot of um fibromyalgia and rheumatology and neurology was mm. what I would refer a lot. And mm -hmm. there was always um you can tell different things. You can tell if someone took pain medication, narcotics by the little spindles in their brains. You can wow. see um, people with a lot of pain didn't go into REM sleep because mm -hmm. they moved frequently. And, right. you know, there, there's right. the whole restless leg thing. And mm -hmm. it's just there's so much. It's so intriguing. And people that have had you know, traumatic brain injuries, their whole, their, their lives change. They, they, they could be healed, but then they, there's still this sleep aspect of it. And a lot of it is obstructive um, apneas that you see, but then there's the central apneas that it's the brain that makes them stop breathing, not anything, mm. you know, anatomic or in their body or right, right. their makeup. <laughs> so it's just, just, you can go down rabbit holes with it. It's so interesting. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. And narcolepsy well, I, and all that stuff. I'm just now learning that autistic children are having um, really difficult time sleeping because of restless leg, mm -hmm. apnea, all these things that usually happen when you're older. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the, these children are, are having these things happen and you know, when they're so young and it's just, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. So yeah. now I'm kind of seeking out families that are, that are really just um, struggling with that and just suffering, you know? Uh, so yeah, I just, I just want to help. I just want to help everyone. Sleep. I think just it's beautiful. The most important thing I, in sleep hygiene is I'm one of those people that you have, I have to practice sleep hygiene. I have to go to bed at a certain time and not mm -hmm. take my phone with me. Mm -hmm. Or if I get in that it's bed so and I have my phone in my hand, it could be two hours and then it's 2 a.m. Yeah. And then I'm getting up at six and I'm exhausted. And then I'm going to bed at eight o'clock the next night. And so I have, I'm one of those people yep. that has to be in bed at a certain time every day, every night diligently mm -hmm. to That's function. But it doesn't happen. Very my often. husband, <laughs> it goes away at least once or twice a week. My husband calls so our hard. bedroom my lair because <laughs> I mean, it's dark. And I, I'll see those memes about like, I just need like <laughs> 1,250 things to be perfectly right for me to fall asleep. So you it's, do. I me do. Too. I have to I have too. everything dark. Okay. I can't have the yeah. TV on, which I used to watch TV and fall asleep to it. You know, we both did. The worst thing. And it is the worst thing. It now, is the I worst. will see it in the brainwaves. Yes. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. I will turn on my phone. Yeah with a show that I've seen like a million times. So one of my go-tos is like Roseanne. I mean, I'm, I'm going old school here. Okay. Or, <laughs> yeah. or like Frasier. Friends. Friends. You should yeah, be so, friends. Frasier. But, and I'll fall asleep, you know, and it'll turn off, you know, so it'll be just, and the, <laughs> the most romantic thing this man ever did for me. <laughs> I came home from work one day, never even thought this was a possibility. We have central air conditioning, mind you. He installed a window unit next to my side of the bed. <laughs> and I, th I walked in and I'm, it was cold in my room. I was like, what's happening? What's happening? Because it was like the height of summer when he did it. And he's like, I got you an AC. I, and so let me tell sweet. you, my sleep did improve once that happened. I'm sure. It, it yeah. greatly improved. So it's and like, poor you, guy, he comes in here like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> my family does he's too. not allowed yeah. to look. He's not allowed he's to have frosty. lights. He's not allowed to do anything. 
Right, right. But he Keep sleeps fine. just fine. So. Now, did the did the AC have like a like a whirring sound, like a fan sound? Yeah, you definitely hear it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you good. hear yeah. it, and it's cool. That's what I was going to ask you if you <laughs> have like a like sixty-four like a, degrees. <laughs> like a can. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. You couldn't pay me to sleep in that room. I'd yeah. be like a little <laughs> yeah chilly. Oh no. my god! I like it cold. But when we go away for yeah. girls' weekends, I'm freezing. I freeze Literally them out. Sweat. And I, <laughs> I tell them, put the damn sweats on. I brought socks. You guys can cover up. We'll see. I'm having hot flashes, too, and night sweats and stuff. And it's like. You would die. And our, our room is always like 74 to 76. That's what ours That's is, That's normal too. people. And I'm still yes. chilly. I'm still chilly, you know? Listen, I realize I'm a freak show. But... No, it's fine. It is. It's, it is what it is, you know? But the, but the reason I was asking if the if the AC makes noise is because that's a continuous white noise mm-hmm. and that's what I'm always suggesting to all of my clients okay. regardless of their age okay that continuous white noise actually has been proven which you probably seen in the mm-hmm. sleep studies you sleep in that deeper REM sleep mm-hmm. and you literally feel like you have slept so much you better do. definitely helps it, you know because you don't hear anything that's Mm-mm. going on like maybe a dog is barking or maybe you know someone drops something and you don't you don't just like instantly wake up you're you know? i think when you're older you're sleeping lighter right so if you have something like that it's going to counteract all that outside which noise. we always use the fan like a standing fan you know awesome yeah but anything this like was that. another level but even with my kids yeah. I remember knowing that, like, I, no one told me that, but I knew it worked, that if I had a fan yeah. in their room that was making noise or like yes, Maria yes. used, uh, it wasn't even a fan. It was like a humidifier or something, but we used a humidifier. Yeah. When yeah. Done, yeah. That's what and they slept yeah. better. So right, right. my daughter said they, that they recommend the room, like the temperature for babies to be like 69 degrees or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and that. Yes, although the um, sleep sack really comes in handy if you're if you are having them sleep a little bit cooler, then they're because mm-hmm. what happens is kids just kick off blankets. You can't ever have a blanket on a child. Unless, yeah, she won't. She yeah. doesn't put a blanket in her crib. Right. And, <laughs> I'm like, is she freezing? Yeah. So the sleep sack <laughs> is really great for that because and it, it helps them feel very secure. And it's almost mm-hmm. like you're hugging them or holding them. You know, Ooh. yeah. So I, there are some that it I recommend. It makes me claustrophobic like when I see them, amazing. but I know it's good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or like a way to blanket if it's an older child, you know, a way to blanket is yeah. really, really helpful, especially if they have like those, that restless leg or um, night okay. terrors or whatever. I mean, I've, I've helped so oh. many kids with night terrors with just a way to blanket and it's 10% of their yeah. weight, no more than that. 10% of their weight. Can I ask you how you became a sleep coach? Like what was your journey with that? Um, so I was a longtime nanny and, um, one of the families that I, that I worked for had like, I think it was two separate families. Yeah. And they were both two and three years old. And so these little girls, I would look and see that they would just fall asleep everywhere they're like little narcoleptics like they just they couldn't stay awake and I'm like what is going on yeah Mm -hmm. and they'd fight nap because you know they were just so overtired so I realized they're going to bed at like 10 11 o'clock at night and they're Mm. they're still babies you know they're not getting Mm. enough rest yeah so I went to the families and I said look you know I can't properly nanny your children because they're not getting enough rest at night and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they go to bed when we go to bed, like 10, 11. I was like, <laughs> yeah, and they're I'm the oldest of five. Like, we never no, did that. You know no. what I mean? Like, yeah. that was not the case. No. So I started just no. kind of gently telling them, like, 
I'm out of here unless this changes. Like, I can't do this. You know, it's honestly dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like falling asleep everywhere, you know? And so I just, I gently helped them, you know, get their schedules back. And we had the kids going to bed between like seven and eight um, one night. And the next day there were, there were different kids. There were absolutely different kids. They had had 12 hours straight sleep, you know? And so they're like, oh my God, this is life changing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we continued to do that. And then they just told Everybody they knew, every single family was doing the same Guess what, guys? thing, you guys. Get sleep. Everybody. Yes. It was so weird. I'm like, what is happening in Menlo Park? Like, I don't understand, like, why everybody in Menlo Park is putting their kids to bed when they go to I bed. I know. Wild. It was wild yeah. to me. Right. So I became like the the actual like sleep coach of the neighborhood, you know, and it just kind of went from there. And I, just the, the, um, the rewarding feeling that I got of helping these families. And, you know, then they got to go on date nights and like, you know, their, their marriages strengthened and like I saved marriages and, you know, people who had postpartum depression, like it just, it snowballed into like all these things. And I was just helping all these people. And I get goosebumps when I think about it because it was literally my life purpose was just introduced to me. That's incredible. It's really cool. That was like almost 20 years ago. It's insane. That's my mother used to laugh at me because, and she used to say it was just, you know, when the one good thing she would, would say is that I was such, so diligent. I, no matter where I was or what we were doing, I made sure that mm-hmm. I was home at eight o'clock to put my son to bed because yep. that was his bedtime. And I was just, I did not yeah. want to break that yeah. sleep cycle. Did, so important. Do you, um, I don't know if you've read it or if you've heard of it, but an excellent, I, I read it personally after I had my son, well, shortly, about a year after, a great book for your clients that have postpartum uh-huh. depression is Down Came the Rain by oh, Brooke Shields. Oh, I have heard of it. I haven't read it. That book saved oh my, my life. It is okay. amazing. Good to know. Yeah. Well, well Down I'm came- being a little Hey. Different. Yeah. No. I resonated I with mean, it. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Codependent no more saved mine. Mm. So it's like, why not? Why not have a yeah. book that impacted right. you that much? You know, I love that. Down came didn't, the rain. And didn't okay. Tom awesome. Cruise come that. for her yeah. about the um remember when he was going one. off with the Scientology stuff and was saying that mm. about Brooke Shields taking um psych drugs mm-hmm. to deal with her postpartum yeah, i remember so oh, on top yeah. of her postpartum oh, she was That's dealing right. with like some really negative stuff out there. Yeah. 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 Oh God. It's just, just dealing with that. I I had, I would say baby blues. So not as bad, but I just had a horrible time connecting with my daughter and not to mention I had such a strained relationship with my mom that I was so afraid that I was going to perpetuate that, Mm -hmm. you know, with that. And I had trouble breastfeeding. I mean, there were so many issues. My in-laws were super invasive. They're Jewish and (laughs) They just thought that they, you know, could tell me what to do. I mean, so I I hate to say it like that, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got you. Anyway. So yeah, just a lot of issues. You know, I wouldn't say I I was ever like postpartum, but I could definitely relate to women who are kind of going down that path, you know? So I love to be able to to help people not go there. And and postpartum can come as far as a year out. I know. It's crazy. I got mine wow, a year wow. later and it was on top of, it was a post-traumatic postpartum mm. depression because my son was so sick when he was born and he was in the oh hospital for four weeks. So my doctors told me, well, you had to, I'm the type of person that keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. 
And then once everything was calm, that's when it happened and it creeped me up too. on me in little yeah. things. But uh, yeah, so that's, so yeah. But it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's, I, I believe truly it's a different depression mm-hmm. than any other depression mm-hmm. out there. It's, it's a, it's, it's a strange animal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And just having that sleep helps so much. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, I definitely had the baby blues, you know, um, I think I, I never had a problem connecting with my kids. So I'm so grateful for that because when I hear that, it's just, it breaks my heart. I'm like, I can't imagine, but, um, and my daughter thankfully has not, has no issue with connection. So thank, thank God. And which is why I'm so happy she did breastfeed. I didn't breastfeed. Um, I was just not a fan. You know, I had this attitude Mm -hmm. of like, look, you've had my body for nine months let's move on. I'm going to do everything I can. You know, I want so, that. Yes. <laughs> I'm good, but she did. And I'm grateful. I think that helped a lot, but yes, the baby blues. I don't think, is there a woman that can have a baby that has no baby blues? I mean, really? Like you're all like it's, out it's, of shape and weird. Yeah. And, and I missed my baby transition. being like, I missed being pregnant. Same. Like you go through that, like Cole, like yeah. I see you, but where are you? <laughs> oh, I, I still like rub my belly as if I oh, am yeah. pregnant. Like, and I, I begged my husband to be a surrogate. I be- I loved being pregnant. My body loved being pregnant. I was one of those like <laughs> really? crazy unicorn women that just had the basketball. I gained like 15 pounds each time. Like oh. only crave. It's oh, wow. insane. I only Not crave fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Me I was either. the healthiest I've ever been. So <laughs> yeah. So obviously though. Brad is like never again. But I, I I begged him, but he was just so worried that the third time would be the one that like you know either destroyed me or you yeah. know what I mean. It's just mm-hmm. so much to take on, but. I think that's my only regret in life is just not being able to be a surrogate because I just, I loved being pregnant oh. so much. I know. That's but a hey, selfless I'm helping, thing. That's I'm so helping wonderful. people in a different way. You know what I mean? You yes. are. So it's okay. You are. You sound like you're a lot, a lot like us yeah. where we like to help mm-hmm. people. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, very interested in the sleep coaching. That's so cool. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I will give you her information. Yeah, please. Offline to connect. That'd be wonderful. Um, can I ask one more question before we, we wrap up? Yes, okay, of course. So, um, unfortunately, you won't be able to, like, both of you won't be able to, um, you know, participate. But who do you think is going to be our next bachelor? Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea? Jenny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're they're throwing Pete Davidson out there. Did yeah, you know that are. Jesse Palmer mm-hmm. wants Pete Davidson? Yes. And he, he was ready to put he a was. ring on Kim's finger, put a baby in her. He was ready to do all the things. Do you have any insight in that you could share? Because Ellie is heavily invested. Oh, she Ooh. just dropped. She'll yeah. be right back. She's heavily invested in the Pete Davidson. Yeah. Yeah. She... I'll wait till she comes back. But yeah. um, insight as far as like what's not already out there, probably not. Yeah. Um, but I-, I loved them together. I we did too. I yeah. I love that you. I would love to be your have your job. I I am so. <laughs> I love that whole circle, the Hollywood celebrity, just gossip, not gossip, but you know the the ins and outs and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, you know. And I think because I I'm in LA now so much, 
that I tap into it even more and yeah, I've just I'm been sure. meeting more and more people and hopefully like this casting position is going to open the door to even more of that. I have a very supportive husband, thankfully, who is okay with me, you know, doing all of this. Thank God. Um, yeah. Cause my kids are still kind of little, they're seven and 10. So, you know, they still need me and, and they still do have yeah. me, but um, so before you left, we were talking about Pete Davidson. So I, I loved meeting mm. him together. You did as well. Me too. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I just wonder, so if you look at the articles, it says like Kim was saying that Pete was too immature and all of this. And I'm thinking you knew that going on, like going yeah. in, yeah. like that's what right. you loved about him. Right. You had fun with him. He kept you young, yeah. you know, all these things. So it's like, what really was the catalyst for the breakup, I wonder. I believe that he came in a little too hot. Mm. If if you look at all of his relationships, it's kind of the same theme. It seems like he falls in love Easily. very quickly yeah. and he wants to get married. He's talked a lot about wanting to have a child. Oh, yes. And so I'm wondering if he, I mean, a lot of sources have said that he proposed and that's what, you know, spooked Whoa. her. But Maybe not, but maybe he was pushing the child thing to try to feel her out, okay. you know, and, you know, look, she's got a whole brood, you know, yes. and I, yes. I've told Jenny this. I'm like, you know, those Kardashian women, they like their kids to be with the same father. True, true. If you see what they're willing to put up with just to make sure. I mean, I'm just and that's fine, Seriously. but, you know, it's kind of a thing for them. So. I think I don't know. I think also, you know, Kim is so conscious about her body, especially now, mm-hmm. I feel like, right? Like taking ribs out and like doing things, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I feel like her wanting to be pregnant doesn't really fit into that very well. So I don't you know, know, maybe. And her last tour by surrogate. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. Okay. But no, yeah. she doesn't want to raise any more kids. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, so. I mean, I don't. Even if she was, because I want to say I saw one interview where she said she would be open to it sometime down the line. I mean, it's like, come on, Pete. She just is still not out of this Mm -mm. toxic situation with her husband. That's the furthest thing from her mind. Now, we're just speculating. Who knows? Pete Davidson has also had a lot of mental health issues. He's super open about it, working very hard on it, which I love that about Mm -hmm. him. Um, And I'm sure this was a lot. I mean, Kanye and like and they there has been talk about that, that he's just like, you know, like it's because didn't he go into like a. Uh, not a rehab, but like, or he was getting therapy yes. to deal with it. It, it was reported, yeah, yeah. which I'm like, Oh my gosh. I don't either. No, I don't know. Jesse Palmer seems to think that he'd be a great bachelor, which I wouldn't, I don't hate it. I think he'd I don't be, either. I've always thought that they should have a celebrity bachelor. I've always thought that. Yeah. And they did, you know, they, as they, like they did, but it was, there was more like, it was the brother of a celebrity or, you yeah, know, or, or not like B-list. a true A-list. Yeah. Right. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they choose, if they were to, to stay inside the franchise for the mm-hmm. next bachelor, it would either be Avon or Tyler. Cameron? Tyler's the one that just went home from Gabby. Oh, season. that Tyler. Yeah. The one. I the, love from, Tyler. The one that, yes. The one that was just heartbroken. No, Rachel. Yes. Did Rachel send? Rachel. Rachel's, Rachel. Yeah. Sent, yeah. At the at the pier or like the carnival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. In Jersey. Yes. Yeah. I like him too. I it's hard. I actually really want Ethan to be the first Asian bachelor 
I think yeah, that, that would be nice too. Yeah. It's time, you know, like, like if you listen to Game of Roses, I mean, it's been almost 8,000 days, I think they say, right? They, they, they like break it down in days, like 8,000 yeah. days since we've had an Asian bachelor, which means we've never had an Asian bachelor. Right. And that's exactly what that means. So I feel like, you know, it's time. And he, it he is. is, he is beloved and he also, he's hysterical. He's so he's kind too. Yeah. He's, he's so sweet, yes. sweet. And people out there want him. I mean, yeah. Sim, I can never say his name right, but Simi Lu, is it Simi, right? The guy that was on the Marvel movie, um, Asian guy that was on the, oh, right? Yeah. That guy? Yeah, I know who you're talking He's about. He's like campaigning for him to be. Yeah. Like, I love that. So funny. I love that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my hope. Or Rodney would be amazing too. Rodney yes, he would, depending on what happened incredible. in Paradise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's incredible. Andrew, I love Andrew. I mean, there's so many guys from Katie's season that I would be so down. Michael A. Freaking love Michael A. I met him in person. He's yeah. incredible. Incredible. Have they ever done anything with um, like LGBTQ? So like any same sex bachelor I mean, well, or any spinoff? They have. Yeah. Spinoff. Yes. They have in paradise like australia or something oh yeah they 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 had a they had a gay storyline in in paradise but as far as like having the lead be bisexual or anything like that i think they've had it in like a different country but never okay. never like just curious no no uh-uh. yeah and i don't know if they're ready to embrace that yet um it's hard to say they're probably not but mm-hmm. i still would love to see more diversity you know yeah it's still mm-hmm. not there no no it's, it's, it's really not. not and it's it's unfortunate I, I and and you know there was talk also of them do they they're doing a a show a bachelor oh senior spin-off. yes but not quite I mean I would say senior not version. quite senior but 50s and 60s that would be interesting yeah I feel like Chris Harrison that was kind of his baby yeah. so I'm wondering if they're having issues with that like getting rights to Ooh. that or if that was like his idea mm-hmm. how they would you know because they burned that bridge so badly so yeah. I'm just I don't know we'll have to see but I can't wait for them to to uh you know introduce the next bachelor that's gonna be really really exciting so I've- that will be really exciting and yeah I'm really excited for Paradise. I think it's going to be a really good season. Yes. It's so soon. Now, when does that start? In like three weeks. Yeah, or three less. weeks. Yes. Okay. 27th. Bachelorette's up. Bachelorette September wraps up. 27th. By the way, did you see that there's a two-night finale for The Bachelorette? But there, yes, there's a week I in did. between. What is up with that? That's God. horrible. We have never had to wait no, an entire week. they're usually ever. all in one night. That's ridiculous. Is it for ratings? Awful. Or what? I mean, I mean what are they doing? I mean, how does that ratings? I, pe- I feel like pe- you're just pissing your viewers off to make we them wait. Yeah. Especially since we had a Monday, too. Didn't we have a Monday, Tuesday yes. earlier in the season so why yes. didn't they just hold it off well I think because Dancing with the Stars I think they yeah. I think that that show was always ruining our show it was it was <laughs> but I think Gabby's on Dancing with the Stars I think so too which means she probably walks away single you think so I don't know it, unfortunately I don't know we'll see I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut yeah, I, I've read I've read some things <laughs> and I'm not going to go forward with. But yeah, OK, I okay. mean, I, I mean, I, I she may have ended up with somebody. I mean, I know she's I know I know who their se- reality Steve says that. Oh, they, OK, OK. Yes, I know. Okay. And I okay. hope that's the case. Yeah. I really, I really, yeah. really did. I, I, I I'm all I'm going to say is I love that. But, um, Same. Same. you know, it's we'll, have to um, see. we'll just see. It's never a good sign when they're going off to do. I know the next show, you know? Yeah. 
I mean, it, it didn't work out for anyone so far. You know, it didn't work out for Nick and Vanessa. It didn't work out for... No. I don't know. Did I mean, I still remember that performance Nick did uh, with Vanessa coming in at the end. Yeah, You guys, I watched that on repeat. I was like... I did too. I did too. It was one of the hottest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I might have was. to go watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to post it on YouTube. Yes. On Instagram yes. And tag me. Tag me. I will tag you. I will tag you. I definitely awesome. will. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I know we've gone over and kept you. No worries. And keep you but we, I, I've enjoyed this so much. Yes. Me too. And this was really it was really nice to have you on thank and you. hopefully you can come back on again I would love that. soon and when your show is picked up and all of that yeah. and talk about it and you're and anytime i Absolutely. would love that and i'm always happy to talk about bachelor so if you want to have me okay, back to talk great. about the finale like anything yes. i would be down yeah, if you want to come on after the finale i would that'd love be great. that i would love that and i'm excited to connect with both of you offline in any capacity i can help that would thank be wonderful. You so much. Thank we, you. Yes. Of course. Well, that wraps it up. I will I will put all of Aaron's no um information in our show notes and they will also be on our website on honestlyfiltered.com. Nope, sorry. Nope. Honestly unfiltered podcasts.com. <laughs> all right. Thank you everybody for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>